Welcome back to UEC Chronicles, an initiative by the UEC Graduates Association, a show where we give you a sneak peek into the life of our alumni. I'm Mohammad Jain Senani, and in today's episode, we have Mr. Sita Ramsadesh from the batch of Electronics Engineering 1989. A very warm welcome to you, sir. Nothing's like a first-hand introduction, so can we please have an introduction from your side? Hello, uh, Ryan, and uh, to all my fellow UEC uh, alumni. So I'm Satish, who passed out in 1989 from the electronics branch, uh, joined in 84. Uh, post my completion of uh, graduation, I took up a job in LNT from campus and uh, started my journey uh, uh, from LNT. I was there for five years uh, in Mysore most of the time, and then I shifted base to Bangalore. Uh, due to uh, my parents, I had to take care of them, and therefore I, I moved to Bosch, and that's where I worked for about 23 years. And uh, in the last couple of years, I've been uh, with MAN as the managing director. This is in brief uh, my journey since uh, UBCE. That's very nice to hear, Mr. Satish. Uh, so we'd actually like to hear more about how your time at UAC was spent. Could We'd love to hear a recollection of your time in UAC. Could you just share your experience on that? Definitely. Uh, so, you know, becoming an engineer, you know, that was a childhood dream, uh, mainly because of uh, two reasons. You know, one was uh, the expectations from my parents and family, uh, the first, second circle, where, uh, you know, the expectation was either... Uh, you know, a guy becomes a doctor or an engineer, uh, and uh, my personal uh, uh, role model was uh, Sir M.V., you know, and therefore I wanted to personally become uh, an engineer, you know, so this was uh, uh, what I had in mind as, uh, you know, since childhood. And uh, after completing my second year POC, uh, I was able to uh, get uh, or join UVCE. Uh, which was one of the best colleges in this part of the uh, you know, country and it gave me uh, a great sense of uh, joy uh, since there were not uh, many people uh, in my immediate family circle uh, who had uh, done their engineering and uh, therefore this was something which uh, uh, made me feel uh, very proud. Uh, the first year was uh, the most interesting uh, for me personally since there was a lot of uh, learning uh, 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 through uh, doing, you know, so the experiential learning, uh, for example, the workshop practice, uh, you know, whether it is smithy, fitters, foundry or carpentry. Uh, in fact, even I had uh, purchased some tools uh, at home uh, to do some some of those things also on, uh, on uh, you know, for some repairs and all that. Uh, I did, uh, you know, do uh, some work for, uh, for example, you know, uh, building a ramp uh, at my home for taking the scooter inside or parking it inside, you know, so things like that. Uh, these were small things which I was also doing at home, but then uh, learning it in the college, you know, uh, which gives you a stamp of, uh, uh, and also, a, you know, a, as a part of a course, uh, has a different uh, weightage altogether. And uh, these skills, what I learned in the college uh, are giving are helping me even today uh, to uh, probably you know carry out some of the uh, repairs at home you know for example some of the electric gadgets and all that I mean just a, uh, to quote a practical example last year after the uh, lockdown uh, you know uh, the fan in the living room uh, uh, you know there was a short circuit I saw a spark and then it stopped working when I called up the Compton Graves guy he said. Uh, sir, now it is locked down, so I will not be able to come. Uh, but I can tell you, you know, how you can do it. Uh, if you are able to do it, then 
you know, you can prepare it yourself, you know, so uh, with whatever uh, experience and skills that I had built, I was able to, uh, you know, just open open it up, remove, uh, you know, the motor and all the wiring and, uh, you know, the design is such that there is a very small hole through which the wires come out and because of the movement of the motor, uh, the insulation uh, uh, breaks off and then, uh, you know, there is a shot which happens and I was able to do it, uh, you know, I also took help from my uh, children and thereby we were able to repair it, you know, so this, this was uh, something which came in handy uh, with the skills that I learned uh, from uh, the workshop practice, I would say from uh, USCE. So uh, the do-it-yourself journey, uh, this got reinforced uh, during uh, my college time in USCE. Uh, but unfortunately, I feel that it's a pity the current students, including my own children, are not able to uh, get this uh, in the way that we got it uh, when we were studying in UVCE. And therefore, uh, I make it a point uh, to involve my children, you know, whenever I do this so that uh, they are also able to build, uh, build up their skills, which I feel is uh, very important either, uh, you know, uh, as a, if you're going to become an entrepreneur or you, uh, you take up a uh, a professional career or just uh, plainly to become a good engineer so uh, and also you know uh, talking about my uvc days i had the fortune of uh, being the class representative for almost uh, four years and uh, these were my first lessons in uh, people management uh, where i had to interact with uh, uh, the class uh, you know the entire class the uh, lecturers the professors uh, you know and also uh, the others in the college or the university you know, for example, even, uh, you know, when we had to uh, probably, you know, get uh, exams postponed because the syllabus was not completed and things like that. So uh, this was uh, my first lessons in uh, uh, people management, which definitely has helped me in my career later on. Uh, to summarize, uh, the years that uh, uh, I spent at UVC was the golden period of my student life. Uh, in fact, uh, if I look back, uh, though many people uh, you know, we're saying that four years has got extended to five years, but I feel that gave uh, um, me personally an additional one year of uh, learning experience. Also, for example, uh, you know, when uh, we did a project at CDOT, thanks to one of my uh, classmates, we were able to get a, a project at CDOT. So this was like Atmanirbhar uh, in those days uh, when telecommunication, uh, we had to uh, make a, a huge change from in the technology and we had the opportunity of uh, uh, getting involved in one of those uh, projects. So basically, you know, uh, learning theory is one in the class, but then uh, what is the practical application of these concepts and how and how do you and how useful it would be uh, in the marketplace? And uh, this is what I was able to uh, learn and appreciate uh, during the course of the project where we were able to. Uh, build a circuit board in a fairly big 10 inch by 12 inch. Uh, we had to do it all manually, soldering, you know, even the wiring. We had to solder it, uh, test it, and also then make it work at the end. So, so all this, uh, you know, gave us a, a, a very good uh, hands-on uh, learning for uh, for us, which also I feel uh, you know helped me in getting a, a campus uh, job at LNT, uh, and also in during my initial uh, work life. I can surely agree that the memories and the knowledge gained at UEC is very enriching and everlasting. You have also worked on several projects in collaboration with the Japanese. What aspects of that experience do you think are really important? I, 
for this question. Uh, uh, I started uh, the first project in my second job uh, in 1998, and uh, this was uh, a project which was running between Germany and Japan. Uh, but then the management decided that uh, the support for Japan has to be increased, and uh, uh, the best place was from India. I know so, and therefore uh, I got involved in this uh, uh, project, and uh, we made the start uh, at that point of time. Uh, so uh, you know there are several aspects. I'll probably take uh, you through one by one. Uh, so if you look at the cultural aspect, you know, so uh, Japan and Germany, you know, if I uh, look at it, uh, they would be at probably uh, you know slightly apart at, uh, at two ends. Uh, you know, they find really difficult in working uh, with each other. Uh, but we can pride ourselves that in India uh, we are not only geographically in the middle, but also culturally. You know. Uh, we are uh, between uh, Germany and Japan. Uh, you know, from German, uh, the expectations that they would love everything to be in black and white, everything clearly explained and spoken. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, from a Japanese uh, point of view, uh, they would expect uh, the partners to understand the context uh, more uh, and uh, uh, less on uh, uh, on the words that is uh, probably spoken. Uh, so, if you're probably, if I can use the term uh, fuzzy, you know, these are, uh, uh, you know, the culture from uh, Japan. Uh, and for these two cultures to uh, get together, it's uh, it was quite tough, you know. So, and we were in a, a best situation to understand uh, not only the Japanese, because, uh, you know, they belong to Asia. And uh, uh, from that point of view, we have a close uh, uh, connect with them. And, of course, uh, understanding German was also not... Uh, uh, difficult for us, and uh, we were able to uh, run these projects successfully. And then eventually, uh, you know, the team um, became uh, uh, close to 400 in the subsequent years. And I was also the country mentor for Japan uh, in my company at that point of time. Uh, so that was uh, about the culture, because uh, that's very important, I feel, to understand the differences. And then uh, you're able to uh, take care in the business context. Uh, and talking about uh, what makes it important to work with Japanese uh, is also that if you uh, look at, uh, you know, they are, Japanese are very good in making continuous improvements, you know, so, and also they, uh, the focus on customer is very high. Uh, we uh, often hear that customer is king, uh, but then uh, if you really want to feel this, uh, you know, probably if you go to Europe, you go to, uh, you know, any other place, you would not feel that as much as you would probably if you go to Japan. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, this were the days I've been talking about, uh, for example, in uh, the late 90s, uh, when India was not so well known as it is today. And even uh, at that point of time, if you enter a shop, uh, you know, the amount of uh, the respect or the treatment that you would get, you know, that really made you feel that uh, in Japan, customer is the king, you know, and whatever that uh, customer demands, they wouldn't say no. You know, they would also always look at how to uh, find a good solution uh, for you. You know, so uh, so the, the uh, you know the uh, the uh, counterpart uh, uh, or expectation would be that if you are a supplier or a, uh, uh, or a partner for a business, then the same expectation comes to you automatically uh, in terms of um, uh, you know we treating uh, the customer. Okay, and this is a, a stark contrast. Uh, to Europe, for example, where uh, especially, you know, my experience in Germany uh, that, you know, everyone is equal, you know, so you don't have any special uh, treatment for uh, the customer. You know, personally, for example, uh, I had once gone uh, uh, 
to buy uh, spectacles, you know, for my uh, driving license. And uh, there it was about uh, 18, uh, uh, that's, uh, you know, 6.25 in the evening. The, the shops used to close at uh, 6.30. And uh, they said, no, it's time. So now you'll have to make your choice. You know, I had to make one, a choice between one or the other. But then I was not given whatever time that I would have needed, but rather, uh, you know, they go by the rules and, uh, yeah, if not, uh, now you can come later, you know. So this was uh, uh, the uh, the treatment that normally they uh, would give for uh, any customer, you know. So, uh, so these are the differences uh, that you would find in the marketplace. And the same thing would, uh, you know, if you take to the workplace, uh, that would be also the expectations from uh, the customers on us uh, as a company. Yeah. The, the third aspect uh, is the importance that the Japanese give for testing and validation, you know, the rigor that they use to make the test plans, the test cases, and uh, also the test reports, uh, you know, very meticulous. And uh, even the small things are uh, given, uh, you know, high importance. And uh, this is something I, I would say we should learn. And every uh, feature and functionality is uh, uh, thoroughly tested so that all uh, the use cases are covered in the product uh, then performs as per uh, the expectation. Uh, you know, that's uh, probably uh, uh, talks about the craze that, uh, you know, we had for the Japanese products in those times. Uh, and coming to work, uh, you know, working with the Japanese, it's very important uh, to build the trust on a personal level. Uh, it does take a long time uh, to establish this rapport, but once uh, you have done it, uh, then it uh, stays for a lifetime, I would say, you know, for a very long time. And uh, this is what uh, would help uh, uh, business in the in the long run. And of course, there are uh, the others, I think, uh, you know, all, many of us are uh, familiar with uh, Kaizen and uh, uh, the root cause analysis, the five-way, the Toyota, you know, TPM. So these are all the other aspects, uh, if you are able to uh, then I was also able to learn and then introduce it in my company, uh, you know, at that point of time and uh, take it forward from there, which did help uh, the business in uh, to a large extent. It was indeed very beautiful to hear about your experiences working with the Japanese, sir. Coming to the present, uh, now you are leading one of the oldest automotive organizations. Uh, how was it like to, you know, have the, see the transformation from a manager to a leader? Could you also tell us about the EGMP program from IIM Bangalore that you were a part of? Sure. Um, uh, you know, the transformation, I would say, you know, what happened in uh, probably two phases. So one, uh, the first one uh, from, uh, you know, I was a, a technical uh, leader uh, or a technical manager, as I was called. Uh, so from that, I had to transform uh, to a manager, uh, you know. So that was my uh, first uh, transformation. Uh, so uh, this was uh, also around that time in the late 90s, uh, beginning, uh, uh, yeah, around 2000, 2001, I think, um, when, uh, you know, I was told by my boss that, uh, uh, Satish, you're good in uh, uh, technical, why do you want to go to management, you know? So, uh, and then I, I thought about it and then I uh, had a discussion with him. I told him that, uh, I, yes, uh, the, you know, I'm good, but then uh, looking into the future, I feel that uh, I may have to uh, probably make the switch. Uh, you know, in his view, he said uh, people who are not good in technical uh, normally move to management. You know, probably we do have a lot of good guys in management, but then 
probably people who were not comfortable technical could also move over uh, as a manager you know so that was uh, uh, his view but then i said uh, uh, i would want to uh, you know make uh, the difference that uh, there are good people also in management because i also seen a lot of managers uh, uh, and i felt that uh, there is a need for uh, uh, you know, good people also to be in management. Of course, I, I had the uh, the fortune of having very good uh, uh, managers, whether it was in LNT or uh, in uh, Bosch, uh, you know, for uh, for many years. Uh, but then uh, that was also uh, for me, you know, some role models that I said, uh, you know, I, I would also want to become uh, a good uh, uh, manager or a leader like them. And that's where he accepted, uh, uh, and then decided to make me a project manager and from there I moved on to a group manager and then eventually a department manager uh, and where I handled about a, you know, a big team of about 320-330 people. So the transition from a manager to a leader uh, it started happening uh, in that journey and uh, of course there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, you learn a lot by doing with the practical uh, uh, situations and also through the multiple leadership, uh, you know, training programs that were uh, offered for a managerial, managerial career path, which also helped me uh, to get where uh, I am today. So uh, I personally feel, you know, that uh, uh, you know when I, uh, you know, pose this uh, uh, question, uh, you know, what is challenging? Is it uh, uh, technical issues or is it people issues? You know, uh, I have not. Uh, uh, and no one has denied you know, my statement that it's the, the people issues which are more difficult to handle than the technical issues. You know? So uh, in my own experience that uh, you know, I have worked, there are many technical experts who would love to uh, go after you know, the challenging problems and they are excellent in solving them. And for example, even when I went to IIT Karakpur, they were asking, you know, do you have uh, any uh, challenges, uh, problems that we can solve it for you? Okay, so they, uh, so we had also in-house you know, many of these people, and uh, if there is a problem, you can always get it done. But then, if you have people problems, uh, there are hardly anyone who will offer you uh, such a support, you know. And then, if you are the manager or a leader, then you will have to solve them yourself. Okay, uh, so so this is where I think uh, you know people uh, management of you know leading people uh, would become. Uh, uh, the more the biggest challenge as a, a leader and also in my current role if I would look at if I, you have to align the complete organization towards a, a common goal or a vision uh, preparing uh, your uh, leadership or the management team towards uh, the change you know for example as you know uh, in corona uh, you know the change that we had to make at very short notice and be, be agile and also at the same time be cost efficient uh, by making all the different teams work together. I think this is a challenging role uh, for a leader. Uh, so though in the uh, uh, initial stages, the depth of, uh, you know, on your subject matter, uh, if you are working technically is very important. Uh, over the years, the breadth of uh, experience also becomes uh, uh, important, you know, and uh, for example, in my current role, uh, you know, I have to uh, deal uh, with after sales, for example, you know, so how do we plan, how do we uh, solve the problems on the field, 
purchasing, sourcing, uh, you know, all the uh, components, the parts, uh, the different contracts that we have, uh, you know, also the finances, the legal aspects, uh, the taxation part of it, okay, and also the corporate uh, governance and compliance, including HR and admin, you know, these are uh, all the uh, functions that uh, today that makes my job very uh, challenging and at the same time very interesting. And uh, when I took up the first uh, job, you know, uh, as a uh, new uh, uh, joinees, you know, all of us uh, used to talk and, you know, what, what is it that we want to do? I always had uh, this dream that, uh, uh, you know, why not I leave the organization, you know, so this was uh, a dream that I had after I took up the first job. Uh, but then, of course, I did not, uh, uh, you know, keep it in my mind all these days. But then, uh, uh, currently, when I uh, got this uh, opportunity, I feel uh, that this is uh, really uh, a very good opportunity for me uh, to use all the skills that I had, and many of which I learned in the college and during my engineering. You know, that plays a very important part. And uh, uh, you asked me about you know being a leader so as a leader i think uh, there are many aspects so depending on the situation i think we have to uh, take decisions and uh, getting the right balance uh, in any under any situation under any circumstances i think that's the key uh, towards leadership and the final thing i would like to add is uh, uh, during uh, the course of my uh, journey of of uh, into the leadership uh, the EJMP, uh, the Executive General Management Program at IMB. This was uh, very useful. Uh, I, you know, in a sense, I think uh, all of us, as uh, we go forward, uh, uh, looking at uh, you know the way the uh, economy is moving, uh, we will have to all be entrepreneurial uh, leaders. You know, be it inside a company or outside. Yeah. So, and uh, in this uh, IMB course, uh, you know, we were put into the rigor. Uh, so, you know, probably we had to uh, uh, do a lot of things in a very limited time because we were also working at that point of time. So that also put us uh, into additional pressure. But in the process of that, we were able to learn a lot. And uh, uh, at the end of this course, uh, we had this uh, capstone uh, uh, business simulation, you know, where uh, this was designed in such a way that all the learnings that uh, you know we we picked up uh, during this course, we, we should be able to put it into this uh, uh, business simulation game. Uh, we were divided into multiple uh, groups, and there were many rounds of uh, how you do the business, and then you know, so you play uh, different roles uh, in the course of this uh, uh, capstone business simulation game. Uh, but then it also carries a lot of weight and at the end it gives you the result whether you're winning the market or whether you're making money or losing money. Uh, you know, it was very interesting. And uh, at the end of it, uh, you know, my team uh, uh, won this uh, game and this gave, personally gave me a lot of confidence that I would be able to take up uh, the leadership journey. So from that point of view, I feel uh, the uh, course at IMB was uh, indeed uh, uh, for me personally, um, very uh, useful and uh, uh, as a stepping stone to my next role. The transformation that you took us through was very insightful and inspiring. Sir, you also talked about startups and entrepreneurship. 
What is your take on startups? We'd love to hear about the other things that you involve yourself in terms of the society and the environment apart from your professional preoccupations. Yes. So before I took up this job, uh, you know, briefly, I was involved in a startup. You know, so uh, if I uh, look at the current situation, uh, the uh, you know the uh, future of the big companies and uh, lifetime job guarantees are certainly uh, you know going uh, down and uh, more in the last few years uh, than in the past. Okay, so. Uh, if today uh, you would find that uh, uh, you know you have a, a job that is guaranteed until your retirement, I don't think uh, we would find one. Uh, so in this situation, uh, the uh, I would suggest that you know, for example, all our uh, 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 students who are graduating now from the college, uh, they would have to be prepared to become an entrepreneur and. Uh, uh, the changes that have happened in India in the recent past is also enabling them uh, to become an entrepreneur. You know, it's much easier today than it was when probably we passed out. Okay, and uh, there are also the uh, the support uh, base, the uh, infrastructure uh, is available. Uh, so when we think of an entrepreneur, you know, the first thing that comes to the, the mind is that you know we would want to uh, have an innovative product and bring it to the market, and then. Uh, 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 you know, have a big market share, which would then give us the money. Uh, but then, uh, to make that happen, uh, I think it's uh, a very long time to go. You know, and uh, uh, we should start uh, thinking small in the beginning, uh, and not just about a product, but as a service. You know, for when I was working in LNT, the motto was uh, "In service lies the success," uh, and also today. In my current company, one of the board members, uh, uh, you know, he said the first sale is done by uh, the sales uh, uh, team, you know, but then the subsequent sales happens only with service, you know. So, so if you're talking about service, it is the service related to your product, or it could even be uh, service, you know, whether it's engineering or software, uh, which we can think of, you know, not necessarily a product. And this is where uh, this was the thought that I had. And uh, when I had this opportunity, then I thought, why not start a uh, startup uh, uh, by providing service, you know, engineering and software service. And this uh, was successful until I took up the job and then I handed over to my uh, colleagues. Uh, and the big advantage of uh, having such a startup is that it does not require any huge in, uh, initial investment. You know, so the investment is low, uh, the risks are correspondingly lower. And it does give a steady income because uh, you would charge on an uh, hourly basis. So you do the work, you get the money, which keeps your cash uh, flow intact. And then you could then start planning for uh, the, uh, uh, you know, the innovation or the product or whatever that you have in mind, uh, which can come subsequently. You know, so the first is uh, uh, if you are able to, uh, you know, um, have the bread and butter. Uh, and then you can think of uh, uh, you know investing it uh, further or taking some risks. And uh, you know when you're talking about a product, it's definitely capital intensive, and the cycle times are long, and your pockets have to be deep. Uh, even big companies uh, I've seen are struggling, you know, to make uh, this successful, and the success rates uh, are also not very high. So you know, being an entrepreneur, I feel 
especially at uh, at a younger age. And if you have to be financially independent, uh, starting small uh, and being conservative, I think is uh, very important. So this is something which uh, I had in mind and with which I started, and this uh, did uh, prove good, uh, at least uh, you know in the venture that uh, I was involved in. And using uh, you're talking about uh, uh, society and environment. Yes, uh, uh, during weekends I also get involved in the uh, in my uh, residence uh, welfare association. So we uh, we had uh, uh, association, but then that was not working for a long time. But then we spoke uh, to few people, and then we revived it. Uh, so it's important that uh, uh, you know. To get people together so that uh, it's much easier than to solve the problems, uh, you know, whether it is uh, in all the local issues, you know, garbage and uh, maintenance and any other issues, you know, security and things like that. So these are uh, common issues everywhere, but then to address it uh, when we have an association and, and we get people together, it's uh, uh, you would realize and also the people uh, you know, would appreciate that there's so much. Uh, things in common and uh, it's much easier than when you have people talking to each other. Uh, we are a much better society and uh, that's what, uh, uh, you know, helped uh, also me personally, uh, though uh, whatever that we do is uh, in the common interest, uh, but then it also has a uh, 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 personal uh, gain, I would say, in terms of uh, you know, giving you a, a good feeling that you're able to do something for the society and um, also more uh, most important, uh, you know, if uh, the problems that we were trying to solve as a community, uh, for example, garbage, is something which individually, uh, you know, we could do a lot uh, by minimizing waste uh, to help the problem, you know, and thanks to the uh, initiative by, uh, you know, the clean, uh, you know, the, uh, from Modi for uh, uh, so, you know, so uh, this is, uh, what was something which was impossible, I think uh, we are trying to make it possible and I think it starts at, uh, uh, you know, the unit of society, which is the family, you know, so if at the family level, all of us are able to uh, reduce uh, the waste, the garbage, uh, and uh, the other most important aspect, what I feel, is uh, how much of reuse that we can do to uh, whatever that, uh, you know, uh, products or uh, uh, things that we uh, that we have. Uh, if you're able to reuse it, I think we can definitely uh, reduce a lot of this uh, wastage and uh, maybe we will not be able to, have, uh, you know, have the same problems what the West has uh, had, for example. Uh, I can give you an example, you know. Uh, I, we had, uh, also this is again uh, during the Corona times, uh, there was a microwave oven, uh, you know, what we were using. Of course, I bought it for some 11,000. That may not be too much, but then uh, it stopped working, you know. So if I called uh, uh, the engineer, he said, sir, uh, yeah, my uh, magnetron, that would cost about 3,000, but then uh, and repair charges and all that, you can as well buy a new one, you know. So, uh, you know, probably anyone maybe would have uh, uh, thought, yes, you know, that's the way, the right way of doing it. But then in the process, uh, we would only be uh, adding so much of uh, uh, waste, uh, you know. So then I said, uh, let me give it a try. 
and therefore it took me a little bit of time to do some research and get a magnetron the basic thing was only the magnetron had gone bad you know so we were able to get the right magnetron of course uh, you know i involved my son in the and then we were able to replace it you know so some soldering some wiring all that and then uh, uh, now that uh, you know since the last four five six months it's been working so if uh, i think you know we build these skills uh, uh, to reuse you know at a uh, at a individual level the amount of uh, waste that we create we can definitely uh, reduce and one of my residents you know or and i was he said uh, there's hardly anything that goes out of my house you know i do everything uh, even composting and all that so these are good examples that uh, uh, we are also trying to you know also trying to do it plus also uh, you know bring it around uh, in the neighborhood that uh, uh, we are able to have a much uh, better society for the future and we leave uh, the environment uh, you know for the next generations uh, in a way that we would want to have it so these are some things and also for example uh, you will see Uh, probably whatever that we have learned uh, if uh, of course uh, you know i am able to use it uh, something for my own self and from my family but also uh, for example uh, for the next generations you know making uvc uh, great again and probably also making it from autonomous so these are also some things which uh, you know very dear to my heart and i would uh, love to see that happen one day So indeed your thoughts on entrepreneurship were very insightful and your experiences and your examples about contributing to the society are also very inspiring for us as students and as budding engineers it was indeed a very insightful experience sir we would all like to wish you all the very best for indeed what we are sure of will be a very glorious career thanks a lot for spending your valuable time with us thank you sir cheers Uh, thank you thank you very much and uh, i really uh, thank uvc graduates association you know satish and uh, all of you uh, and uh, the uh, committee members who are doing a great job uh, uh, in taking uh, you know this forward and i'm really uh, very happy and thankful for uh, giving me this opportunity to share my experience and i hope uh, you know this would help uh, a lot of our uh, new UVC graduates thank you thank you very much once again folks that is all for this episode thanks a lot for tuning in i hope you've had a good time this is mohammad rayan salani and i'm signing off <laughs>